0: Casting live from the steam vents on the plane of Ravnica, this is Tap Tap Concede. I am Graham, and I am joined by, I'm going to point so there's no confusion this time, Ben! And Nelson! Ha! And today we're going to talk about all kinds of things. We're going to talk a little bit about the recent Arena, well, the ongoing Arena Chronicles events, the story, the story time, Ravnica story time on Arena, and also the, the retail cost of Modern Horizons, and anything else
1: that we think of. While we're chatting, yeah, we, we, we are known to go on a couple of tangents and whatnot. So yeah, yeah, there's no worry. Either. I
2: actually just want to take a brief aside here yeah. <laughs> and talk about how proud I am of myself for saying my name when Graham pointed at me earlier. I don't know if you were watching that part, but it was a big moment for
1: me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah good I job. Hope that you. I hope that you enjoyed it. And stuff. speaking of proud, yeah, we're very proud to be uh, sponsored on this Ice. team. <laughs> By we card-
2: call that a reway. <laughs> like, it was a segue into getting back on track by uh, Card Kingdom.
0: Check out cardkingdom.com/lrr for if you need to buy singles, they'll ship sealed product anywhere in the U.S. and they'll ship singles anywhere in the world the and whole world. very fast. And we recommend them and work with them and uh, let them sponsor us basically because we think they're great. We yeah. use them ourselves. And buttons are back in stock. Finally, we may have. Spoken too soon on that, but the current button is Mowo needs to go planeswalkies. Mowo,
2: need to go planeswalkies? Mowo, Mowo, it depends on. I want <laughs> who's a good doggo? Mowo, when you're
0: walking Mowo, do you think he's like normal little, like little cute pupper from the background of the planeswalker art or
1: like real thick boy he's from thick his, boy. Like, depends yeah.
2: on which neighborhood you go to. I yeah.
1: wonder if he's kind of like, I wonder if if that's kind of like a, a mode that he goes into. You That's know, a like plus tiny, one, plus one yeah, counter. Well, yeah, yeah, it's like Tiny Dog in back of art is normal Molu. Yeah. And then, like, if, if stuff goes down, he, like, Suddenly juices like he just inflates, kind of a thing. <laughs> yeah,
2: I think the art kind of tells a story where it's like Jang Yu normally looks kind of like me. Like Jang Yu is just a planeswalker with a soft, shitty body. And <laughs> if he puts one plus one plus one counter on himself, he's like, Okay, now I'm Adam Savadan. But if he puts one plus one plus one counter on Mowu, Mowu goes from being freaking like Chase into like the Mowu art from the yeah. creature Mowu. So, yeah.
0: yeah. I love that. I love that you're. That's your my head f- Frame of reference was Paw Patrol.
2: That's all I got. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Who, Sorry. Who has children? Oh, children? Okay. Who has children?
2: <laughs> we do.
1: Hi. I was like, you tell you I was like, oh, okay. Chase. Chase. Sure. Yeah. He's yeah. the.
0: He's <laughs> a German Shepherd from Paw Patrol. Ah. He's a
2: cartoon dog who's very small and cute. Yeah. Kind of like Moowu in the background of the Planeswalker <laughs> <or> Gnu art.
0: <laughs> and this show is brought to you by uh, you and your kind support of you our Patreon this. and your patience at Patreon.com/slash LoadingReadyRun. We really appreciate it. Let's start off with a cracker pack Yeah. And uh... Great. This is gonna count. You just rolled it right off there, what is it? It's uh... 19. <laughs> wow, that's... Right to the end, because I know there's exactly 20 in here, and this Perfect. is a pack of... Hey, oh snap! Cold Snap.
1: Oh, we just- Cold we, Snap. We, we, did, we played some Cold Snap not too long ago. Yeah.
2: Kind of like last weekend of the PPR. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is from
0: uh, Zach, aka Barcode Reader321, and I believe this was sent to us in mail
2: time. Oh, you guys actually played Cold Snap uh, the starter theme decks, decks didn't yeah. you? That was amazing. Oh, yeah. Shout outs again to whoever it was. Who sent those? Was it just a fan, or was it Card Kingdom?
1: It, Victor. It was Vic
2: Folio. Yeah. Whoa! Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. pretty wild.
0: And my deck was cool, but did not do anything relevant on the stream. Adam's deck was powerful. Thanks, yeah. Vic. Yeah. So Cold Snap, as a as a brief uh, TLDR, Cold Snap was made in, wait. 2005? Wait, 2006. Six. As the third set of the Ice Age block. At this time, blocks were three sets, and Wizards did this thing where they were like, well, there was Ice Age and Alliances, And then nothing else happened. And they even, apparently at the time, they were even like, oh, we found this card file that's been hiding in a, in a, in a, a,
2: like... Storage locker.
0: Storage for, in cold storage, for many years, and here it is. And so they were sort of, like, playing up, like, this is the long-lost third set of the Ice Age block. Rosewater
2: even, like, let out this whole article where he explains that there was this put-away file that they then... Got back out like a prank article was. Crazy. Yeah,
0: yeah. So it was not the case, but it is.
2: It is the third set of the cold set block, even though it came out years later. For legality, it's like the fourth set of Ravnica, is Ravnica it? City of Guilds. I think I think it came out right before Time Spiral. Mm. It's either that or right before Lower Run. I think right before Time Spiral is right. So
0: yes. there's some unique mechanics in it. Very some very parasitic mechanics as well that like only work within the block, uh, such as, uh, surging ether. Has I'm just looking for the position. There it is. Has the ability Ripple. So Surging Aether is three and a blue for an instant. Return target permanent to its owner's hand with Ripple. Which is when you play it, you reveal the top four cards of your library. And if you hit another copy of this card, you get to play it for free. And then that also ripples. Yeah. So the, whole, the idea is that in draft, because it's a small set. So the idea is if you draft Cold Snap, you'll end up with many, many copies of the same card and there's two different mechanics that both uh that both do stuff based on having multiples of the
1: same card, such as Ripple. Yeah, this card uh was in Adams. Yeah. Uh, this you know. Big time. Um, and if you stumbled on land, uh he punished you hard <laughs> by bouncing your lands and yeah. every once in a while getting two off. <laughs> Target permanent. Yeah.
3: So uh, I was just looking at the uh, uh, MTG wiki page for Cold Snap. Mm-hmm. It was saying because of the weird s- structure of the block, you know, it, and Cold Snap being so much later, of course, Ice Age and Alliances boosters were actually in pretty short supply, yeah. very short. Uh, so most most of the time, it was actually just drafted as by itself, three packs yeah. of this tiny uh, set. Uh, yeah, is why they designed it like that? Yeah, in fact, it had the shortest design cycle. Of any set, huh. six weeks. Holy crap! <laughs> yeah. Okay,
0: that explains a couple things.
3: The the uh, yeah the 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 lost set uh, lost design lo, like lost card file thing apparently was something Mark Rosewater said, and then later had to actually explain that it was a joke. Yeah, because everyone thought it was serious. I believe
0: that. Yeah. yeah, that 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 sounds about right. Next is Zombie Musher. Yeah, three and a black for a two three snow creature zombie. With snow landwalk, and for a single snow mana, regenerate zombie musher. And as the reminder text tells you, snow mana can be paid with one mana from a snow permanent. So a snow mana is any color, but it has to come from a snow permanent. So a snow-covered land, or like a um, there's a like boreal druid is a yeah. snow elf. There's in the in in modern horizons there's the Arnhem's Astrolabe, which mm-hmm. makes mana that you can actually use that to filter non snow mana into snow mana. Yeah, and then yeah, Zombie Witcher's actually alright.
2: This guy is one of the cards that I thought of when Modern Horizons got. Fully spoiled. Oh, that because was come back. Snow walk is suddenly a bunch more relevant than it used to be. I'm I, thinking mostly for Commander, but
1: well, uh, that's the thing. I'm genuinely curious now if because of the reprint of the full art snowlands, if everyone's just gonna be like, oh well, I'll just run Snowlands because they're pretty and stuff like that. You know, as, that as my full thing. And if you're just how many people are just gonna get got by someone being like, I'm gonna run a couple Snowland walk creatures in here just to mm-hmm. see. Yeah. Just to see. Uh Orcish Blood Painter. Ooh.
0: 2 and a red for a 2-1. Sacrifice a creature. Orcish Blood Painter deals 1 damage to target creature or player. Cool. Uh, we have a Snow-Covered Plains because, oh, again, yeah. in this set, as in Modern Horizons, you need to actually draft your snowlands. You can't just add as many as you want. Takes up common slot here, though. Not one per pack. Yes. Mm-hmm. Sound the Call is 2 and a green for a sorcery. Put a 1-1 one, one wolf. Into play with this creature gets plus one plus one for each card named "Sound the Call" in each gra- each graveyard.
2: Another collect me card. So,
0: so it's a, it 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 is a two two. Yeah. Right. You you get a one one. This this card goes to your graveyard. That card gets plus one plus one.
1: Right. So Then if
0: you play another Sound the Call, you make another 1-1, that card goes to your graveyard, then
1: both your 1-1s are now 3-3s yeah. because you have two copies of Sound the Call in your graveyard. So this is an interesting card yes. to me because, one, it as we said before, it takes advantage of the... This is a very small block, so yeah. you'll probably get a bunch. But it also reminds me of... What is it? Really epic punch from uh, Unstable. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because it doesn't have the... Uh, until end of turn thing. Well, it's not right. a it, yeah. It's not a. It's just pumping that creature that you're putting. Out well, it's for, a right? variable yeah
0: thing. So if if you have two in your graveyard, your one one wolf will be a three three. If they exile one from your graveyard, it goes back to a two two. Oh. Yeah, it's like it's like stars, right? It's, oh, so it kind of like sits there a little yeah, bit, it's yeah, because like, it's with the quotes around it. It's the wolf token has the ability. This creature gets plus one plus one for
1: each card named Sound the Colony's graveyard. Right. So it's kind of a similar static
2: pump. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of a similar static pump.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of weird card like recently I was looking at I think it's Lightning Storm. Yep. Which is a, a very important modern odd. card. Yeah, yeah. A very yeah. odd card that does things while it's on the stack.
2: Yeah, barely barely anything. Chain lightning's the most common card everyone's familiar with that does yeah. something to itself while it's on the
1: stack. But yeah, Lightning Storm deals X damage to a target creature player where X is the number of charge counters on it. And when it's on the stack, you discard as many land cards as you want to put charge counters on it to make that first effect happen.
0: While it's on the stack. Yeah. Mm. so
1: odd. Yeah. Mm. It's the
2: kill card for some some combos in Modern. Um, Most notably, Angel's Grace plus Ad Nauseam. Um, yeah. which I think in Modern is usually just referred to as Ad nauseum. So it's a deck that just wants to survive until it gets to six mana. Cast both of these spells. Cast Angel's Grace, then cast Ad Nauseam. Draw its entire deck. Exile three Simeon Spirit Guides, and then cast Lightning Storm, targeting the opponent and removing enough lands to kill them. Wow. Yeah, it's a neat combo deck. It, it pops up every now and then. It, it's usually the... The shell or like the, the engine kind of requires enough pieces that usually can't survive a ton of hand attack. So it's not the most popular mm-hmm. um, modern deck, but it's decent. If, if the format's really fast, Playing playing Lightning Storm is decent. If everyone's just focused on burning each other out. Cool. Yeah. Just like ramp up to six mana and burn them out
1: faster. Yeah, I've been on a, been on a modern kick, which is why they thought of this card instantly mm-hmm. lately. But nice. it's a weird cold snap card, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Next up, we have Surging Sentinels. It's a 2-1 with First Strike for three with Ripple four. Getting to get a 2-1 First Strike for three, which is already fine... And then maybe getting another one for free is
1: actually pretty good. Yeah, I would stack my deck with as many of these as I could. Yeah, like it's just so interesting with these in draft, right? Because yeah. it's just like you're a forty card deck too, so it's like even.
2: I found yeah. this one in my so I have I have drafted this set a bunch. I found this one kind of disappointing. Yeah, the really? the issue is just that like these surge spells or r- ripple spells require slots in your deck, and so if you if you draft and get lucky enough that you have like eight of them and then you get to play on turn 3 you have like 4 2 1 strikes so that's probably okay but if you just hit 2 and then you hit 2 again later it's like i don't know you're i don't want to talk about how you're more likely to draw land but you do just have only a total number of cards in your deck to win mm-hmm. the game mm-hmm. so if your opponent has any good way to deal one damage to this one I and mean, they can repeat that or just i mean honestly if your opponent just plays a 3 4 mm-hmm. i just think that's just like, all the board out even in, if you made 5 of them
0: in the example of surging ether i think that Four mana to bounce at permanent is not a great rate, but 2 1 first strike for three is fine.
2: Yeah, for sure. If this is just a card in your deck, it's fine. But if it's like your whole plan, like if you had to spend really high picks to get these so Mm -hmm. you could get eight, you might be in trouble. That's all. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I
3: was thinking that I I feel like some of the sort of draft matters cards in Conspiracy are almost kind of a. uh, coming from the same place as Ripple, the sort of idea of trying to reward you. During the for something you did during the draft phase, as opposed to uh, mm. actually during the gameplay, in some ways. Mm-hmm. If we
2: don't get the black common, I'll talk about it a bit.
0: Yeah, but please let's do. Uh, th- things that block surging sentinels, frost web spider, two and a green for a one three with reach, not templated as such, but it it it's reach. I assume it's been oracle to having. Yeah, reach. it was a few
2: years before reach got printed. Yeah, and
0: whenever it blocks a creature with flying, put a plus one plus one counter on it at the end of combat. So if it lives, which generally means they're just not going to attack into it, but hey, that's that's operating at its... Like, not gonna, they're not going to attack with a 1-1 flyer. Yeah. Because then it just dies and your spider gets bigger. But, Decent mm, little yeah. spider. Uh, next is Martyr of Ashes. A 1-1 for a single red with an ability for two and reveal X red cards from your hand and sacrifice Martyr of Ashes. It deals X damage to each creature without flying. This ah. is a
2: relevant popper sideboard
0: card. Yeah. Oh. Yeah.
2: Yep. Yeah, all right. fair enough.
0: Uh, oh, hey, we have the black one, Surging Dementia. There we go. One and a black for a sorcery. Target player discards a card, ripple four. Wow, that art.
2: Yeah, that super is, cool. Yeah. Actually, Zombie Mushroom is still the favorite art that we've seen in this pack so far. I'm just such a huge Kedip Walker fan, but this one's really cool too. Mm-hmm. So this one, yeah. I think rewards you correctly for picking up as many pieces or as many copies from the draft as you can. Mm-hmm. You uh you get to cast it on turn two and it might shred their entire hand, which is totally nuts in yeah. a limited game. Yeah. Getting to mind twist your opponent for like six on turn two is crazy. Even if it only does two, if it hits one extra copy, that's like a slightly worse Him to act. But then you're gonna follow it up again on turn four or turn six or both. And that's just an effect you want. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. It's yeah. totally blank after turn 7, but Right, when they don't have any cards in their hand. But I mean the I mean the format of Blue Spell is still really live on turn 7. The white one's not as good, but this one just like the upside of getting it really early and just like winning the game on yeah. the back of it. Turn 2, yeah. yeah. It like seems you can you can hit six copies on like a ripple four, you know, if you have eight, eight of them in your deck or something.
3: Mhm.
0: I've never drafted Cold Snap, and now I kind of want to. It's (laughs) fun at least if you do it at least once. Yeah,
3: it's worthwhile to note that there are. There's just the one cycle of Ripple cards Mm -hmm. uh, plus Thrumming Stone, and all Ripple cards are Ripple four. I guess they kind of they were like Ripple. It'll be a great mechanic that will come back over and over again. And Mm -hmm. but this particular time, we'll do it for four. Never use it again. Yeah, Thrumming
0: Stone is such a weird card too. Uh, Survivor of the Unseen. We have two and a blue for a two-one human wizard cumulative upkeep, a mechanic nobody asked for, yep. a cumulative upkeep of two, and you tap, draw two cards, then put a card from your hand on top of your library. Ugh.
2: In the defense of this set, they did do some things with cumulative upkeep that are fun. They yes. did. They did. They actually did the some red, interesting red things chairman. with it. There's a, J- a Jotun Owlkeeper as well, but mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah,
0: they did some interesting <laughs> things
2: with
1: it more than,
2: because in
1: Ice Age it was just bad. And now, and, ju- and
2: just like this card, yeah, <laughs> it's
1: just bad. Um, there's also the red Minotaur, I think. Carp- oh yeah, Carplusen. Uh, yeah. Well, there's one that, pack guide, or there's one that I had yeah. that
0: gets bigger. It like gets plus one plus one for each age counter on it, and yeah. it has
1: trample, so it gets just real fat. Is that yeah. sheltering ancient? The no. The Minotaur I like though because it does one of my favorite sort of chaos-y style things I've read. Is it's a coin flippy card. Oh no! Um, Do you flip
0: coins equal number of age counters?
1: Yes. Oh. And it deals damage. It's like one damage for each one. Oh, I'm trying to I, I'm trying to remember it. It's it's just the art is literally just a big face.
2: Yeah, I think it's like Carpleus and
1: A big face of something. yeah. It is yeah. It's Carpluson. It might not be Carpleus just Carpluson Minotaur, Minotaur. It might be that. Maybe. maybe. Anyways. Yeah, but it's, uh, yeah, it, there, there were definitely cool, funny things that cumulative upkeep could do. There it is. Yeah, it is just carpus and Minotaur. Flip a coin. Whenever you flip a, win a coin flip, it deals one damage to target creature or player. Or whenever you lose coin flip, it deals one damage to target creature or player of an opponent's choice. Oh, okay. And oh. So, so it's, yeah, so it's, it's a 3 3 for two red red. And the cumulative
0: upkeep is flip a coin. So yes. on the first turn, you flip one coin. On the second turn, you flip two coins. Oh,
3: wow. Man, slide that into your, uh, Unstable coin flip deck.
1: That was the thing. Well, not even uh, not even necessarily unstable because oh, there's no, the, the unstable. You're, you're is thinking dice the Battle the, Bond, right? Right. Because there's the the two the two friends. Uh, Zinder splint. Yeah, Zinder splint and the. Oh, Yeah, a or so. Yeah, yeah the, that, eye that of coin flip matters the eye wisdom and of ones. chaos. Yeah, I definitely wanted to build that for a Friday night paper fight, but it requires a lot of very odd coin flippy cards that are shockingly expensive
2: <laughs> you just need to invite Benjamin Wheeler to that, uh, yeah, that yeah, particular sure Friday night paper yeah. fight Yeah,
1: time to make a miserable commander
0: deck yeah. uh, Ronum Unicorn is one we've seen functionally reprinted a bunch, it's a 2-2 two, two for 1 and a white in this case it's a unicorn and you sack it to destroy an enchantment this is uh, Silver Chase Fox, Keening Apparition this is all a thing that we've seen uh, stalking Yeti I oh, had been... Yeah, I had fun with this one uh, 2 red red for a 3-3 three, three Yeti When it comes into play it, When it comes into play If it is in play it de- Which is not relevant text anymore But whatever, it deals damage equal to its power To target creature an opponent controls And that creature deals damage equal to its power to Stalking Yeti So 3-3, three, three, when it enters the battlefield It fights something Yeah. The if it's in play thing is true today That's right If it's not on the battlefield then it, it has no fight. power to with which to fight. So it's that's just... It's some old, your, old templating. Old templating. But this has a further ability for two and a snow mana. Return it to its owner's hand only at sorcery speed. So you can sort of recycle the
2: fight, which is pretty powerful. It's a decent card. Solid card for
3: draft. Yeah. Yeah. It, it does actually still say, uh, when Stalking Yeti enters the battlefield, if it's on the battlefield, it deals damage equal hmm. to its... Weird.
0: Weird. But that shouldn't make a difference? Oh, well, whatever.
1: I'm sure well, there's some. There's there's probably a couple instances, otherwise. I can't right.
2: think of how that's different from a fight target creature, but no, I'm no. only a level 2 judge. Arctic Nishoba. Yeah.
0: 5 and a green for a 6-6 six, six trample. Cumulative upkeep, green or white. And when it is put into a graveyard from play, you gain 2 life for each age counter on it. That seems pretty alright. Like decent
2: one. I yeah, yeah, a yeah. really decent one. Yep.
1: I mean, at six, if you're casting it for six, you you can pay for the cumulative upkeep for a little while. Yeah, yep. it's a colossal dreadmon with upside. Yep,
3: mm. <laughs> that's a big cat. That's a very for sure big cat. Yeah. Uh, oh, I guess what it means is if you kill the yeti immediately, it doesn't do the fight. It doesn't do the fight. But yeah, that's
2: true of anything that says one of the ETBs fight target creature. Yeah. Right, because yeah. it goes to do the fight, and then the first thing isn't there to deal damage. So right. it can't deal any damage. Except this is that's the rules on fight. The rules it's on not fight actually fight a fight it. though. It's still right.
3: In, well, in in, the, in in the oracle text, it's not a fight. I thought fight. of something. I thought of something. Okay. So if you have
2: a card that's on the battlefield and has a triggered ability that says one another creature fights mm-hmm. a second creature, the Yeti won't trigger it.
1: Ah. Yeah, that makes so sense. So they might have
2: just kept it in there to prevent confusion in case they want to keep the design space of like fight lords. Mm-hmm. Right, like send some, some sort of pitch master Ooh, like card in the future idea. that cares yeah. about how often something fights right. Or says whenever your creatures fight, they get extra damage or something Anyways uh, Last uncommon, vanish into memory Two white blue for
0: an instant Remove target creature c- from the game So exile target creature You draw cards equal to that creature's power At the beginning of your next upkeep, return that card to play under its owner's control If you do, discard cards equal to its toughness what a this was card. reprinted
2: recently, wasn't it? I think it might be in a Commander box set. Yeah, hmm. it definitely was created by the community. Was it? I think so. This was the community creation. I'm card. pretty sure this is uh, oh. this card got made like I by vote right. vote of committee through old like MagicGathering.com. Right. Was
1: right, waste not the last one they ever did for that. Yeah. I believe so. Okay. Yeah, uh, you
3: Modern make Masters the 2017. It was in
0: Modern Masters. Mm. I knew it. Yeah, because there was a, there was a Blink deck in Modern Masters, <laughs> and, and I'm pretty sure it's
2: you make the card, which is like the the mm-hmm. name of that. And our, web w- our
0: rare is ooh, oh wow <laughs> Sekuar Deathkeeper.
2: Hey, so
0: five mana, two, and the full jund for a four-three legendary orc shaman. Whenever another non-token creature you control is put into a graveyard from play, put a three-one black and red graveborn creature token with haste into play.
1: I love the OG art for this. I, I the, the the reprint commander one is cool looking, but the The original art is really. Neat. I don't
0: remember what the new art looks like.
1: It's it's, it's different. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah 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 of course okay. It's like it's good. Yeah. Uh, I just really like the old feel because it really reminds me of like old high fantasy, uh, like novels and whatnot. You know, very dragonlancey. Oh very, yeah, you know, this will be on the cover of, of like
0: Scry magazine. Yeah. Or yeah, yeah.
1: Exactly. It's
2: yeah, cool. No- notably, you don't have to sacrifice the three ones with haste. Oftentimes, if you see a three one with haste, mm-hmm. the questions then become like, does mm-hmm. it have trample, and do I have to sacrifice it? Right, and this is no and no. Yeah, and if you have a third question, I'm willing to answer it. No, you don't need to put this into Aristocrats. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> you don't need to, but you could. Mm-hmm.
3: I like the things that... But cre- don't. The okay. things that creates aren't skeletons, aren't ghosts, aren't zombies. No. They're graveborn. Yeah.
2: I think there might be one other thing that makes Does that graveborn. Does exist? <sighs> if this
0: was re- reprinted in Commander, did they make a token for Great that? Great question. I Probably. So. Yeah. Probably. Yeah.
2: They're black and red.
0: Yeah, Weird. three one black red graveborn, whatever that means.
1: It's yeah, another this, name for zombie. Yeah, this is one of the alt art or the alternate commanders for the like If, uh, you're, prosh if, if your D and D
2: dungeon master is explaining to you what a graveborn is, like they're describing
1: some sort of zombie, right? Yeah. Yeah. Surely, I think that was the best of the precons for like the old for like someone. I I think the, like it's not value. I think value wise, the best of the precons was probably Duretti, but right. Um, I really liked how they how the way they built the uh, the the prosch prosch deck. Deck It was it was a lot of fun. So it was like prosh or you could run sequoia or you got the Shatter Gang brothers, mm-hmm. which, Shatter are, gang. which brothers are like are super fun. fun too.
0: Shatter yeah. Gang, Shatter Gang, Shatter Gang.
1: Yeah. So uh,
0: that is the crack pack, and now we're going to talk a little bit about arena, I guess. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Let's go on to that. So we're currently in the middle of the third of five weeks. Are they week-long mm-hmm. yeah. a week long events? I believe are week long. Of the uh, Ravnican story time. What are they actually called? Chronicles? Chronicles. Ravnica yeah. Chronicles? I believe,
1: or the War Chronicles, okay.
0: or something like that, yeah. And it's sort of telling the story of the set of War of the Spark through these free events yeah. on Magic Arena. Free sounds great. So I, I believe we previously misreported these as uh, single player things, which is not the case, but they are free, which is nice. And you can.
2: Why are we looking at Jester's scepter? It's yes. from
0: Cold
1: Snap. It's a cool card. Maybe because nice. we never even
2: heard of it. We misreported something. I uh, know
3: mm. it's just under that was on the card reader. Paul
2: Sweet. just.
0: Uh, oh wow! It thinks my hand is a Jester scepter. That's weird, isn't
2: it? <laughs> anyway, it's probably uh, specifically <laughs> your mole looks like a Jester scepter. So
0: the the each of these events is free to enter, and depending on how many wins you get, you get some of the the stained glass styles for some of the War of the Spark planeswalkers. Each of the events has three possible if you do I think it's fifteen wins. Fifteen wins is the highest. So it's yeah. like three five and no three seven I think it's three,
2: nine and fifteen get you
0: a Thank style. You. No problem. Because yeah. yeah. six in and be- twelve in you between, get between some them they've
1: got some gold giveaways yeah.
2: as well. Not a huge amount.
0: But hey it's something and it's free to enter so that's cool. So the first one Was Momir, but weird Momir. So they've had Momir on Arena before. And for those who are unfamiliar with it, Momir, which was a thing that used to happen on Magic Online with the Momir Vig Vanguard avatar. That's right. Was that you started the game and you had this avatar in the command zone, and you could, once per turn at sorcery speed, you could pay X and discard a card to create a creature token a random creature token that the creature was converted mana cost X. And so the... Uh, on Magic Online, people would play Momir Basic, which was just... You had a 60-card deck of nothing but basic lands. And so you basically it was just rolling the dice. We played this a lot on stream. We would do, you know, the the Flottery, because if you rolled on sevens, you were playing the Phage Lottery, because if you got Phage Untouchable, you just lose the game. And... So yeah, it was super fun, and it's just neat seeing you know, card these creatures from like the history of magic pop up. So on arena, they have a smaller card pool to choose from, and in fact, I mean, they don't even necessarily have a smaller pool because like Kaladesh was on arena, yeah, but it's not part of Momir.
1: They've yeah. like dis- same with Amonkhet. Yeah, yeah,
0: they've disabled any sets that aren't in the thing, which I think is a shame because mm-hmm. it's it's Momir. It's, Who cares? It's goofball magic. Yeah. I would
1: accept this
2: as like a we're in beta yeah concession momir standard but I agree with you it's there's no point in closing down momir yeah so but this time this
0: is special momir where your deck is a hundred cards of all basic land and the 36 planeswalkers from
2: war of the spark just 36 not 39 hey I guess I don't even know if the intro device planeswalkers well, never, are oh, yeah. coded yeah. into yeah. arena. No intro depletes and no Tesseret. No Tesserett though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No Tesseret and Mormir.
0: And so yeah, I, I played I played through all my, my fifteen. Did you play all of them?
1: Uh no, I got stuck at fourteen and lost nine in a row and I gave up. Wow, that sucks. Yeah, I'm and sorry. so that is the wow. that is the, cons- the 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 thing that I was gonna talk about Please. a little bit. Um I was not a fan of this one. Mm-hmm. Um, But I mean, maybe it's just, it's, it's a, it's a obviously bad string of luck kind of thing. And I can't Mm. necessarily uh, evaluate it on that. But I did find um, every game that, almost every game that I got to play first, I usually won. Every game that I played second, I would lose. And I would try and you, you could, you could attempt to, to even the scales. I would usually uh, go, if I was going second and I knew it was potentially a wash, I would. Uh, activate uh, the the uh, the emblem on turn one and two in an attempt to get a dork mm-hmm. to to help me out. Yeah. Um, but I, I found out I lost a bunch. Um, and there were two matches where I got six planeswalkers in hand and one land. Oh Ooh. wow! And there is. No way you win if you mulligan. You, <laughs> in you, in you cannot, yeah. In
2: Momir, you cannot mulligan and you cannot miss a land drop.
1: But that's the thing, you, you cannot, cannot mulligan lull- in, in this. Yeah, I know. Which is no, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't saying you shouldn't. Mulligan. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
2: No, no. I'm saying you can't. Like, as soon as you mulligan or miss a land drop, the game is over. Yeah. You can keep. You can hang out in it. It's just like a game of Starcraft at that point after you've lost most of your buildings. Yeah. But you can fly the rest away, and you can just type and chat. <laughs> you can so, just. You can just hello. While you don't make land yeah. drops or do anything, I definitely it's encountered
0: nice. the the same thing. Whereas if you if you went first, I mean, I probably lost one or two games where I went first, but generally, go first, win; go second, lose. Mm-hmm. Generally speaking, was yeah. was correct. It was interesting seeing people casting planeswalkers that didn't do anything. Like once I saw Sahili actually do something, because Sahili only made servos when they would cast other planeswalkers. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of planeswalkers like. Cameo doesn't really do anything unless you're trying to recycle a Planeswalker. Ashiok doesn't do anything either. Ashiok, (laughs) these decks have 100 cards.
2: Ashiok is not going to do anything. So you should be discarding those cards. To make creatures. To make creatures. I had a game where I kind of won with Sahili. I can't remember if I won that game or not, but Sahili did something because I had a a hand of half land, half planeswalkers. So I led with Saheeli, and then I made, like, four servos, I think. And then I cloned one of them to attack for four. Yeah, I I turned it into, like, the worms or whatever. But, yeah. Anyways. Anyways.
0: um, Yeah, there was – because you mentioned making creatures on one and two. I would always make a creature on two. Yeah. And I know that, like, the – Consensus was to wait until three, but I
1: would I would always make one. There's or a two. lot of dorks at two.
3: Yeah, in, in standard right now. There's a lot of useful creatures yeah. at two. Yeah.
0: yeah, even just attacking. Often, mm-hmm. Yeah, like. yeah. We had a couple times. I can't remember what mana cost it was, but a couple times my opponent tapped out for something at I want to say it was like around five, and then nothing happened. Nothing happened, and I don't yeah. know what creature it was. It's oh right, Nerina does not tell un- you.
1: So it's under. Uh, under city raiders it's the green it's the green uh undergrowth oh. creature oh, that's a okay. zero 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 four right. mana haste yes. and then it counts how is it many? four mana it's five five, there's, five.
2: There's, honestly there's probably a few there's, there's a couple zeros. there are zeros. a lot of cards in every set right yeah. like how many magic cards we all know is like smaller than the number of cards that are legal and standard mm-hmm. right? like mm-hmm. the ones you can think of you know, these cards aren't getting played at any tables. They're not yeah. getting played in drafts, and they're not getting played in standard, right? So,
0: so basically, the way, that, the way that this Momir worked was, you know, you could try to get some value off of your... Yeah, the Golgari Raiders. Yeah. Oh, they are four mana. I'm okay, sorry. okay. Yeah, But exactly. that might
2: not be the only one. They might have tapped five and also had a dead creature. Yeah. There's blanks in Momir. Like, if you play vintage Momir... There's all kinds of blanks, and Moto will show you because Moto gives like a ticker, like a stock ticker of everything that happens in the game. So you can just scroll up and see like, oh, who did I make? And you're like, oh, is this is this zero zero? You know, I but made the following yeah, zero. In zero yeah, in this case,
0: it did, like didn't even. Didn't yeah, even in, add, a, in just Arena,
2: just you don't see it. Gone. Yeah. You just see a, Momir avatar activation, and then the opponent has. So you had to again. try and win the game before. So getting up around nine mana, people would start
0: rolling the dice to get Zakama and is a big problem because then they can just start activating the red ability on Zakama mm-hmm. to start destroying creatures and if you get up to 10 mana, there's only one creature at 10 mana and it's the Great Worm and it's 16-16 uh, indestructible and then they just start making, you just keep making that they just turn. start making Great Worms every turn and then you lose Right. Um, so yeah, this is the, 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 the problem with standard Momir is that the card
2: pool is not deep enough yeah. i think if you get to that stage in the game though i would say you had a good
1: game yeah
2: you, neither of you could kill each other before one of you got to 10 mana
1: but it's, it's both it's,
2: players played the game at that point i think
1: i, I think yeah. the idea is like momir is supposed to sort of be a wacky format and, yeah and, and i wasn't getting that i guess like there sure. were certainly times where it was goofy like one time i did make a tasa on four which is very funny because while you do have that like effect where you know when things die, you get double triggers or whatever, but the more relevant thing that everyone forgets vigilance is she and gives life link. vigilance and lifelink to tokens. Mm-hmm. So everything is a token. I didn't so forget, I knew what you were talking yeah. about. Right? We yeah, that. yeah, so it's like it's it's it, you get some goofy moments, but this was so far not my favorite of the ones. That's
0: fair. I had some real, some real goofy moments as mm-hmm. well. Uh, I can't think of any specifically offhand, but the something, something I did notice on the magic arena subreddit the the arena specific subreddit is that there was a bunch of people who I, I wish you'd run into because there was a bunch of people who when they completed their 15 wins mm-hmm. they kept playing and then on like turn 2 when it was clear that their opponent was definitely playing they would just concede Oh, that's nice. to like help people do. You know, that's there was really a whole cool. bunch of people in the thread be like,
2: "That's a great idea. I'm they're, gonna do that too." Just hanging out at the top of the ladder, giving a, giving an arm yeah, up to everyone yeah. who wanted the Vivian. That's nice of you. Free, right? Good job, so Arena yeah, subreddit yeah. people. So I hope there's a way it was to the
1: get, Jace. I think oh, for, so for for yeah, moment, but yeah, who cares? Yeah.
2: Sorry, Vivian for Popper. Maybe
1: I don't know. Vivian yeah. is the was Popper. Fifteen yeah. wins for yeah. Popper. Yeah, yeah. sorry.
2: So yeah, that was the next one
0: was the Popper. So they they did they did that for a week. So then the next one was Popper, the same sort of breakdown, fifteen wins, and you get all three arts, uh, all three stained glass art styles. The only change over previous Poppers was that pers- persistent petitioners was banned. Mm-hmm. Rat colony was not banned, so that was exciting. Um, I <laughs> my experience with this was I bashed my head against it with a couple different decks that I just like found randomly on like. MTG Goldfish or something, mm-hmm. and did very very badly, and then I built a deck that Cube April tweeted, <laughs> and absolutely destroyed. Was
2: it Mono Black Control? It because that's what I did. I don't yeah. know if it was. It I just, just had Cube April's uh, Mono Black Control deck from last popper, so I played. It that. wasn't.
0: It wasn't Mono Black Control. It was Mono Black. It wasn't Mono Black Control. It was like Mono Black cards that draw cards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. ETBs with Dead
2: Rebels. That's yeah. the same deck. Well, so that, was okay, yeah. yeah,
1: that was the thing I wanted to mention. Like, I think a lot of people came out of this with like. The all-star of the format was uh, Obnixus's Cruelty. Um, okay, yeah, that was a good card. The card was very, very strong. It kills just about anything in the format. Um, I this was the one that I lucked out on, or sure. had had good fortune e- e- easier on. Easier time. Um, okay. Which was uh, I played um, a like a is it like spell slinging kind of deck that also uh, got a lot of benefits off of wizards.
3: Okay. Um,
1: oh. And, uh, and, and yeah, and I, I played it on stream and went from like zero to like thirteen, um, and had like a trouble like, squeaking at the last couple wins. Um, and so I also had another deck that was played by uh, Merchant that was really really interesting. It was um, Golgari Voltron, which basically took um, Jade Guardian, the the, the hexproofy. Mm-hmm. Okay, and slapped uh, auras on yeah, it. Yeah, and and slapped auras on it. Or, like Mark and of the uh, there's Vampire? also a Ward Scale Crocodile. Yeah, Mark of the Vampire. Um, Talons of the the reoccurring trampoline plus one yep. plus one yep. enchantment, um, and then just ran like like little things in the in the early game just to you know, uh, avoid dying quickly. generous stray and yeah, uh, the uh, vampire the, that draws a card too. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, those kind of things. And then you just eventually slap on a Mark of Vampire even onto just like a jade guardian and mm-hmm. th- th- they couldn't do much nice. about it. That's sweet. Um and ended up getting my last ones.
0: This deck, the uh, I I finally I uh, I pulled it up. Yeah, it was four Footlight Fiends, four burglar rats, four Dusk Legion Zealots, which draw you a card, four Lazatep Reavers, two Severed Strands, four Vicious Offering. Two Spark Reapers, which were an absolute all star. Yeah, Spark. Yeah, because you just you would just like sack creatures and draw cards and gain le- like I stabilized on like three mm-hmm. with this deck like multiple times and then just like ground it back out. Uh, two Skittering Surveyors, four Sky Scanners, two of the Cruelties, four Dead Revels, and four Blade Jugglers. And 20, yeah, I mean and three, twenty swamps. Three it maybe? just it was brutal.
2: Maybe control is not fair. Maybe it's just monoblack meat grinder.
1: A little bit, yeah. You know, I, like
2: when playing this same deck from last season, just I played the the list from before War of the Spark. Uh, just this week, and it's the same core concept where you just like play ETB effects, and so all your stuff kind of chumps and trades, and then you just get it back with Dead Rebels, and all your guys draw cards. So you're just sort of slowly grinding ahead of your opponent, and it feels like a control deck to me, but it's not like a blue control deck. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, you're just like... Every turn you're just like trading resources with your opponent in an obvious fashion. Yeah. Right. This you're not you're not surprised I'm just like, I'm just gonna put these idiots on the table and this draw deck, more cards. This deck was a just
0: a wall to the rat colony too, because it was full of oh, oh yeah, ones rag- I, one and, ones that I Footlight fiend, man. Foot, uh, I mean yeah. Footlight Fiend was absolutely brutal to the rat colony deck because yeah. it killed two rats, but also it's just full of one ones I
1: don't care about. Yeah, you know, my no, spell Slinging like, deck ran uh, Cosmo Wave. Yeah, the rat exactly. The rat colony deck's not actually good. No, it's just like
2: not. it's gonna catch you with your pants down if you're not ready for it yeah right if you're trying to play like a slow deck that's building up to something
1: so this this is where my my sort of I guess analysis on the momir could kind of came from I, I I guess in a storytelling vibe what they were going for here is like the popper was supposed to I didn't I haven't been paying attention to it I guess the lore so I prob, okay. maybe maybe this would in, inform that a little bit I guess what maybe they were going for with popper was this supposed to be like the foot soldiers this isn't about the planeswalkers and stuff like that this is about the other fights and whatnot that are going on but what I would have really liked I guess would have been like momir just regular Momir, maybe without the Planeswalkers, and then this to be what people were called our peasant. So mm-hmm. it's like uncommons and commons yeah. allowed. And then you could have played with uncommon Planeswalkers and, and done some kind of like shenanigans with that because they haven't really experimented, I guess, with that sort of space. I think mm-hmm. it would have been kind of interesting and, and given a really good time for some of the, um, the uncommon Planeswalkers to shine a little right. bit.
2: I would have liked to have seen them give us, force us to experience more of the story in our deck building. Mm-hmm. Um, if and I, I, I can't really speak to the Momir. I don't really entirely understand what the point of that Momir event was I didn't enjoy it that much mm-hmm. it did show you the planeswalkers by putting them in your deck so I guess that fair was point, the point. Yeah. if you haven't read the spoiler here's free planeswalkers to to play with um, they don't all work because you're playing Momir. but in the second week if they had like you said let you say like hey pick up first pick a side are you with or against bolus mm-hmm. because there's a bunch of the planeswalkers from war of the spark that are like bolus's minions right mm-hmm. so you know just choose a planeswalker and then maybe build a deck out of like their cards where they give you like a choice of 200 different possible up to four ofs of cards but you like slim it down to the 60 you want to play mm-hmm. and then you go up against the opposite side in the war like would that be that hard to program like no. say you like choosing you know yeah, because I guess Mirren versus Phyrexian, but Nicolopolis versus. Because I guess on the splash Radicans. page, on the splash
0: page for each of these things is like there's text, right? Uh, when you join the event, being like, then this part of the story. But I, uh, yeah, you're right in that that's not
2: coming across. I'm not in feeling the, it. I just feel the, like I'm playing popper in yeah. the gameplay. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't get how. Like I could play this popper event with all rivals of Ixalan cards. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. I don't know it's cool that it's free that's nice um it did teach me this week that like the more important uh resources that i have that are holding me back from playing more arena is time rather than money because like i played a little bit of popper i played a little bit of momer and i was like well draft is more fun so i'm gonna go just like dump some coins into losing some drafts now um by the way i am really bad at dominaria unless it's omniscience draft. Mm-hmm. I
0: used to be great at Dominaria, and I've been getting my ass kicked this round. It's tough. This, yeah. Cool. this round, yeah. Um, yeah, me too. So Oops. yeah,
1: <laughs> I, I think it, it, it's tough. Like, I, I, I definitely agree with you. I think that it would have been a really good opportunity to showcase a little bit more of the Planeswalkers and stuff themselves, if that's what they were going for. Because that that, that's exactly it, is like, that that being said on the other side um while Ashiok is like a bomb in limited right mm-hmm. in war the spark kind of thing um cards like um like uh, 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 uh Samit are yeah. like okay yeah. in, in 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 limited but were great in momir not oh, right in no. momir where yeah. you always
2: have a six drop seven drop Yeah, you drop yeah. They oh, they they just comes out.
1: so it's like maybe it was i guess that, that on that in in that light like some planeswalkers that aren't as amazing yeah. normally were actually pretty great in 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 Momier. Yeah, Cube
2: April I think tweeted that Kyora is better than it would be in Limited because yeah, just because it's a mana Kyora was so good. Kyora just yeah. lets you jump
0: up one mana, drawing right? cards as well. Basically, basically yeah. any six drop would mm-hmm. would draw a card off Kiora. right? So. so now we're in the the third week, which is my favorite arena yes. only format, Singleton. Yeah, Singleton's back. We can only play that on Arena. Yeah. <laughs> the this. Standard Singleton
2: only exists on Arena. No, you're right. Right, like yeah. no one else. We used to get to play it on Moto. That's what it was called. It was called Standard Singleton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Back in the days before Arena, sometimes you could play it. Yeah, yeah. because it's not,
0: it's not Brawl, because yeah, yeah. there's no commander, which yeah, yeah. I prefer Standard Singleton.
1: But the most, the, it, it, I'm very excited. Yeah, it's yeah Singleton, Standard Singleton's cool. Because um, it's such a fun format. Uh, they instituted the London Mulligan. Yeah. Into this format. Just this format on Arena. And Ben did not read the fine print. No, I did not, and it's I last night. Boot, like I, I was like, I got home from uh, Friday night Favor fight, and I was like, oh, sweet, sweet Singleton's up here, and I built a, a Murfolk deck. Um, sat down and was like, oh, this is a one lander. I, I, I guess I'll mull this, and a brand new interface came up that scared the crap out of me because <laughs> it was like it showed what it does is uh, for those of you who weren't aware. I, I guess the I, haven't mulligan, I haven't done the it yet. The London yet. Mulligan is a new Mulligan where when you mulligan instead of grabbing six you grab seven again Mm -hmm. every time and then depending on how many times you've mulliganed you take that many cards from your hand and put it on the bottom of your library um and so what arena does is it does exactly that i mulliganed once and then it scared the crap out of me because it brought up my whole hand tinier on the right hand side and then your library with, you know, how like when you do the scry scry, kind of thing, but that tinier on the left side. And then what you do is, yeah, you can rearrange the cards as you'd like. You can free grab them in your hand and and see what you want to grab. But, yeah, then you literally take the card and you drag it on over to your library and slide it under there kind of a thing. Hmm. And it's very very good looking. It it was sweet. It just, I did not read the thing. I was like, yeah, Singleton. Uh, Yeah, and it scared the crap out of me.
0: Because they have, I guess, I don't know if we've mentioned it on TapTap before, but they've said that the London Mulligan, will be the mulligan going forward for uh, sanctioned magic. I don't think we've mentioned it yet. Yeah, and the commander rules committee has said that they
2: will be doing the same. And the Highlander Council, I think, is planning on, they're not 100%, but I think they're like 75 90%. Right, planning to just bring the the London use, Mulligan over because they're they're still using the Sorensen Mulligan. We still have a Sorensen Mulligan in effect for all Highlander games or all, all Canadian Highlander uh, tournaments, Yeah. Uh, which is where you get one seven, then two sixes, two fives, two fours, etc., and and a Scry at the end. But I think we're probably just gonna replace it with the London Mulligan. Now that's not official. That's yeah. just my read on the situation.
1: Yeah. So that's the thing. Is like when I did it, it felt really good. Yeah, yeah it's great. It Mulligan for limited. Nice. Yeah. I got it. I got it. I gotta admit. Um, but I'm speaking as somebody who doesn't play a lot of combo um, and doesn't know the, the grand effects that it could have, obviously, right? General, I think overall it's good for the game. Yeah, yeah. I think
0: yeah. it's been discussed a lot by a lot of different people and if I had to TLDR the whole thing, it's the, the London Mulligan, Maybe could possibly help some specific decks, but not enough that it's relevant. Yeah, and it leads to more quote real games of Magic. Yeah, well, Cam and I, which is which is a net
1: positive. Yeah, Cam game. and I joke about all the time when uh, the Vancouver Mulligan came out and people being like, "Ah, oh, well, Delver, or uh, is uh, is going to be like completely right. busted and stuff like that." people no. people are, are going to get to flip uh, what's his butt the one drop one one right um, Delver of Secrets, Delver in-, of Secrets. In-, in Yeah. Delver yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, like it's gonna bust that deck wide open, and it didn't. No, it didn't. <laughs> yeah, you you, and, and, you go. Oh, there's a land. Put it under the bottom. Then you go. All right, I reveal a land. Yeah. <laughs> like oh, yeah, okay.
2: Let me give you the most accurate foresight on the Magic community that anyone will ever do. And whenever anything changes at all, the sky will then immediately fall. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna. I've got it on the called it board everybody,
1: right here, you know. So um, what
0: deck are you playing in the Singleton on Arena?
1: Well, so I've only played like two or three games because uh, I played last night, but yeah, I'm playing Fishies. Uh, the Merfolk deck nice. is really sweet. Um, it, it works very, very well, even in the games where uh, you don't get to explode off really quickly by dropping like a Lord or whatever, uh, I ended up like getting into a board stall, top decking the uh, the Forerunner. Tap your guys? or Yeah, sorry. the Forerunner Murfolk Merfolk. And then just searching for a Kumena and outvaluing them nice. via that kind of a thing. It's it seems to be like a really really sweet deck. I almost um, always play the same.
0: I mean the same deck. It, it's obviously had improvements with War of the Spark, but uh, Saltai, Saltai mid range. Like, oh yeah, purple. just running like Muldrotha and yeah. stuff like that. Muldrotha yeah. for sure, but just like yeah, Saltai control. This one's the the new build is m- less blue hmm. than before, but they're still. They're still blue, again, for like Muldroth and stuff, but it's just, yeah oh, it's so good. Mm-hmm. It's so powerful. Yeah, it's, yeah.
1: If it doesn't die. Cheeky, cheeky addition to my mirror folk is uh, Quasi-Duplicate.
2: Ooh,
0: yeah, Ooh
1: which very Yeah, a lot nice. of fun. I like uh, that. Yeah, even if it's just like making a couple extra of those unblockable one ones or whatever, and then putting some counters on them. What about, there's sm- also the, what about Spark Double? Uh, I, I don't know if, I don't think I put Spark Double in there, but that wouldn't mm. be a bad addition. It's yeah. one more mana,
2: but... It get also comes with a plus one plus one counter. Maybe yeah. that matters. Well that's
1: the thing, because there's also that the the is it is it in War of the Spark? No, it's probably from Allegiance. Uh the the Simic Merfolk, the, the green and a blue. Uh you can tap it uh for one and a green, I think it is The Guild creatures and in- yeah, the guild mage to have creatures enter with a plus one plus that's one. Combine guild mage. Yeah, combine yeah. guild mage. No. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's uh it's goofy. Sweet. Also I've definitely I, I managed I countered somebody's like Gore Claw with uh, um, Frilled Mystic, which felt really, really nice wow. against the Monogreen Stompy. Wowie list. Wowie. Right.
0: So yeah, that's the that's uh, where we're at now. And then there's two more events. What are the
1: so the next events? one? The next one is plus one plus one counters. Um, what does that mean? Basically, uh, that's but not, that's not a format. Yeah, I know, right? Um, so each of your Planeswalkers gets an extra loyalty counter, and any of your creatures with a plus one plus one counter on them will get an additional one. And oh if you boy! Either of these, you amass one. Every time you cast a spell, um, or
2: something, or every turn, or or in your deck? at
1: the end at the end of each of your turns, some everything right. proliferates. Wow. Wow. Okay. Weird. Okay. Um, and We're so going to war. Yeah. So for this one, <laughs> yeah, the, gets the, even bigger. Yeah. The cards are uh, Jaya, yeah. then Dovin, and yeah. Ugin. Ooh. Uh, and then after that, part five is Gideon's sacrifice, um, and that is, um. Sorry.
2: Boop 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 boo. By the way, that next week set, while you're just while you're reading the plus one plus one cameras I'm ah. I'm guessing, hopefully I'm wrong, but I'm guessing there's gonna be exactly one best deck
1: for that format. Probably. Yeah. Uh, mm. Ravnica Constructed is the final one. Oh cool. Okay. Um, block get, constructed we used to call it. Oh okay. yeah, cool. And you get Hwatli, Ashiok, and Sarkon Nice. Neat.
0: Yeah. So yeah, that's that's what's going on on the arena at the moment.
1: Uh, Ooh, if I could, please. Um, one other thing. Yeah. On top of that, they've been releasing uh, videos on YouTube uh, that tell the story and, and talk about the events each week as they come. Is mm. there a Linkin
2: Park song for each one? Uh,
1: I believe so. Whoa, uh, no, no. no. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, but uh, there, is, also, there
0: is a link on the splash page for each event where it says "Experience the Story." <laughs> you can <laughs> click on it, and it will take you to the to the thing.
1: Um, they're also doing a free cosmetic card every week. They've been really giving out a code every yeah. single week for that. So uh, this week, it's Teo. Last week, it was Ob- Nexilis. And the first week, it was, Ooh, I can't The remember. Teo
0: code is Shields Up. Shields Up. Capital S, capital U. Uh, last one was one... Was it one million or one billion? One billion gets you a pack.
1: Gets you a pack. Oh, okay. But last week was inner. It was inner demon. I know for Obnixilis. I think capital I, I, capital D. Yeah, and I can't remember who the first one is. I gotta look these up because uh, I, I haven't done them. Yeah,
2: we'll be tweeting about it maybe. Yeah, yeah. I know that MTG Nerd Girl tweeted a whole bunch of these free codes recently. So if you follow MTG Nerd Girl, which mm-hmm. you should, uh, just scroll down. I don't think yeah. she tweets every hour or anything. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. But yeah, they've they've been really pumping this up. I think this yeah. is absolutely how you pump up a set. Yeah. On, on, and, and, and endorse the Arena product, mm-hmm. so I think they're doing good.
0: Over on Magic Online, you can play Modern Horizons now. Already. Yeah, Modern yeah. Horizons is already out, and I really do want to get my hands on it because I didn't get to play on stream the other day. And because it was super fun when we played it for the PPR, and I uh, it seems like a super, super fun set. But Nelson... So, what happens if you play at an LGS? If you
2: play, yeah, if you play at an LGS, you're going to, and I think it's the same on Magic Online. Like, do you know what you're going to pay to get into one of these pre-release events on Magic Online? Is it for it's example not cheap? It's not the same price as you would pay to get into a War of the Spark draft. Now, no. I'd like to back us up here on the timeline of 2019 Magic releases and Magic news. So at the beginning of the year, they let us know that Magic products were no longer going to come with an MSRP, and. I thought probably lots of other people thought there's, I'm sure that camp that came to this conclusion. Oh, that's fine. That's ultimately probably good for the LGS. And it might still be true. Um, because several products in the past have had an MSRP and it's been kind of a problem. I'm looking at you from the vaults Mm. from the vault had an MSRP of, I think $34.99 US. And I can remember the weekend one of them got released. I was at PAX and one of the stores there was asking like 150 US, which was a pretty reasonable price for what you get. Like if you were to buy the singles right. from, from the vault, paying 150, you know, you can look, you can you can do the math and do the shopping and see that like, you know, from the vault exiled, I don't even know if you can put together for 150 today. Right, Probably not. Um, so removing MSRP allows the local game store to charge what they feel is appropriate for for a product without the appearance of them quote jacking the prices without, up yeah without right. having to kind of take the flack from their customers about the prices being like unfair you know talking about fairness like running an LGS maybe isn't the fairest thing to do to your career um <laughs> and like trying to keep A paper magic community happy is maybe not something you want to do unless you already have a master's degree in herding cats or whatever, you know, like it's, it seemed reasonable that the MSRP was gone, but with the release of Modern Horizons, it seems like kind of the other shoe is dropping for, for letting us know kind of like why that, why that MSRP was, was gone before they let us know there's not going to be any more master sets after Eternal Masters released last December. Ultimate Masters. Sorry. Ultimate Masters, my bad. Um, it's right there I, in the name. It's the Ultimate Masters. Mm-hmm. Omega Masters is what I was thinking right. of as, but I knew that they didn't go with that. I don't know why they didn't go with Omega Masters. Cool. Anyways, um, there's no more Masters sets, but there is Modern Horizons, which kind of takes the place yeah. of it. Now the difference is, from the point of view of the like retail employee selling these packs, a Masters set was packaged so that the cards wouldn't necessarily receive any damage in shipping, I guess. And every pack had a premium card, a foil, right? Mm-hmm. So you at least had that difference. And I don't know if the cost is really that different, but at least the, there was a difference in the way it was packaged. And they
0: were, the whole point of those sets was they were... Re- and the, they were reprints. They were mm-hmm. reprints of cards that had value, that everyone knew had value. That's right. With the intent of reducing the of reducing the overall value, but they were still printing... You know, Liliana of the Veil vale and Tarmogoyf sort and stuff, and fire cards and that, you know, dark cards on. that you knew had value, and if you opened, like, you know, yeah. particularly if you opened a foil, then you would get. You knew there was a lot of value inherent in the
2: cards. And this kind of Modern Horizons soothes though,
0: the fact that you're paying more for these
2: these masterpieces, yeah. right? Yeah. Modern
0: Horizons. These are all cards that are brand new to Modern. They have not found their home yet, and some may end up being valuable, but we don't know that. Like, That's right. Inherently, a pack of Modern Horizons doesn't have a lot of secondary
2: market value right now that's right so that combined with the fact that it just looks like a booster box of every other set and it doesn't have you know a shiny card in every pack it's got the art, got cards, the art cards, which are, cards which are which are, which are, which are it, cool art cards are great but they're very much not a premium version of a normal card the art cards are great and they replace a token right are they there as well as They're a token? As well, as the as token. well. okay. You, you get two tokens instead of one in these packs. Yeah, you can get a foil token,
1: or a dual-sided token. Yeah, yeah. it's weird. Okay, so anyway. that's
2: that's something. But anyways, what you're gonna pay for these packs is s- similar, not the same as what you pay for a master's pack, but it's gonna be more than what you pay for a regular pack. Mm-hmm. Anywhere you go, you know, if you're if you're buying a sealed box, and, um, and because from your LGS no, or or wherever, or if you're buying a individual pack,
0: and because there's no MSRP, yeah, this cost is being sort of extrapolated from how much the LGS is being charged by the wholesaler, yeah, and the, then how much they're being charged by from, from Wizards,
2: yeah, Wizards is charging more for this stuff. It's not just that the LGS or that you know Channel Fireball the TO for all the uh, for all the Grand Prix's or, you know, wherever, like, you know, bizarre mocks wherever you play magic and you're paying money to play magic, they're not necessarily trying to make more money or they're asking for more of your money. They're just being charged more as well. So they're trying to keep things at an even rate. Um, so that's so you, tough. It's, it's tough for the people in the position of, of asking for this extra money. I think yeah. it's just like, Hey, there's a pre-release going on, you know, and it's like, it is the same price as a normal pre-release, but you get three packs instead of six. So that's like how we're doing it. Yeah. Yellow jacket, right? Like you're paying what you would typically pay for a sealed is your draft entry.
0: Mm-hmm. So basically your, your read, I don't want to put words in your mouth, that's but okay. if I was, if I synthesized it basically. Put the words. You're, you think that LGSs are in a situation where they are obliged to charge a price consistent with a master set for something that is not worth the value of a master set.
3: Yeah, I mean, or not
1: known. Yeah, yeah I mean, Does maybe to, it's going to be.
3: Yeah, it, what's interesting is is that, and this is yeah. So this is the other aspect of it that, without the MSRP on the on the pack, uh, to the consumer, it's not clear that the reason why it's more expensive is because because Wizards is charging more. Char- Wizards yeah. is charging more. Um, And of course, from you know, we deal with this obviously with Friday nights and various other things. That from Wizards' perspective, of course, you know they can charge thirty-five bucks for the from the vault thing because they they don't really acknowledge the secondary market in the same way. But obviously, they do to a certain extent Mm because they know that it's more. They know that cards are worth more to some in some ways, but yeah, they uh, they can't. Sort of, uh, uh, they treat it with, full on. Acknowledge it.
0: They treat it as the the value, like the not not monetary or not monetary value, but like the the, the, the value, the feeling value to right. to collectors, mm-hmm. right? They 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 look at like the if a card is more collectible, they never money amounts never enter into it, but they right. they know that they know that cards they release will be more collectible than others. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's sort of how they how they look at so, it.
3: So so you you're saying like it would have been nice if they had done some sort of a little bit more premium packaging for this well, product to to or to charge less for
0: it. I, yeah, charging illustri- less for
2: it would have been fine. I think if they just sold this as an extra set that they're releasing this year, like they're already releasing Ravnica Allegiance, War of the Spark, Magic 2020 and I don't think we know yet. Commander, probably. Commander, sure. Yeah, there's all the little releases, but like even just, this is a booster pack release and there's three other booster pack, four other booster pack releases this year. Yeah. This is the fifth booster pack release this year. And I don't quite get why it has to be, you know, 25, 50, 100% more uh, out of the player's pockets since... It's yeah. It's not a known quantity for them. It's it's just I haven't had to answer this question a whole bunch because it's just the pre-release now. But I'm anticipating that I'll have to have this conversation. That's the thing. I don't know what to tell
1: my players. Speaking as somebody on the outside of it, it, like it definitely sounds like the initial idea of not talking about the MSRP um, to to the retailers was a thank you now like now it's kinda of, we, we kind of get to have that anonymity a little bit with the pricing and whatnot. And and it's sort of completely backfired in a way. Like now it just sort yeah. of seems like now instead of now that it is wholly on the, 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 the like the retailer and whatnot, you guys are now the front face for that flack. What yeah, you already you kinda of were
0: already, I definitely yeah. saw some people that right. that had that had that take almost immediately when yeah. they were like, wait a minute
1: Yeah, it's like, oh that's great. Wait, Yeah, <laughs> you know, and so it's, it's interesting because it's just like, I, I guess uh, from somebody who I played a decent amount of, a, not a decent, I'd say a, a, a an amount of uh, modern on Midgo and stuff. Like I played Dredge and I had to like sell most of my, like, I basically, any draft I would do would go into buying towards a modern deck kind sure. of thing. I was under the impression that not necessarily that Modern Horizons was an entry-level way for people to start playing Modern, but it was a, a way to facilitate that in a way and maybe inst- institute new strategies that could help with that kind of thing. And that doesn't seem to be the case if it's going to be another case of Eternal Masters, Ultimate Masters, what have you, kind of a thing. Yeah, you know, I don't know. It's 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 interesting. Although, like, I've been reading articles. Like, I, I know Emma wrote uh, a good one about like what things might come out of. Emma Handy wrote one about what might come out of uh, Modern Horizons Mm -hmm. and stuff. Slivers might for sure be a thing and stuff like that. Um, Dredge, uh, I think, is changing with uh, Hogak as a a really big thing. Um, But, uh, yeah, I guess I I really feel you on that. I don't know if, as a consumer, um, the idea of paying a comparable price that I would have paid for a pack of Ultimate Masters or, um, or Eternal Masters or something like that for... Modern Horizons is reasonable, yeah. I guess. I think right, when, right. If,
0: you, if you're doing, I was watching Kenji draft or doing sealed and he was saying that like there's, there, right now anyway there's like no value in these cards and so there's no reason not to do a phantom event because they're just cheaper. Yeah. Because right. you don't you don't need to keep these cards.
1: Yeah, like you might win the lottery Like it's like, won. fun, it's fun yeah. to play. Yeah, yeah.
0: You it's know? super yeah, sweet. That's that's not up for debate, it's yeah. super fun to play. Yeah, but great but draft, you draft environment. You don't need great draft environment. Yeah, But yeah, it definitely does feel like the, the removal of the MSRP is like not even. It, it's not necessarily truthful because they're saying right. that there's no MSRP, but by what they are charging the wholesalers and thereby the LGS, there is there is a price that has to be charged or else the, the LGS isn't money. making money. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like if you buy a pack of War of the Spark, there's just no publicly known MSRP.
2: Well, you can do the math. If you buy one pack and it's five bucks, you know that your LGS is making less than five bucks
3: on you (laughs) buying that pack, right? So, do do you think like uh, Modern Horizons, like I think fairly objectively. Is more powerful in terms of like the cards in it are more powerful than like uh, War of the Spark. Yeah, in, in gen, you know, Some on average, them. say we're just we
2: have to play sealed or we're we're building toolkit league. Is that kind of the objective? Yeah, field? I guess
3: yeah. they're and, not
2: legal and standard, so it's a weird thing. Right, right I guess yeah.
3: I, I'm I'm just thinking like if the if the packs were the same price as any other mm-hmm. current pack, do you think that would be disruptive? Like people would be like, well, why the hell am I buying? War of the spark, or why am I buying uh, uh, I so. all these other sets when I could be buying this I set like, and getting I, better cards? I like
2: your line of thought, and I've put a little bit of thinking into it, and I believe that the answer at the end of that line of thought is that well, we need there to be like a paywall to get out of standard because there already is. Mm. Like I, I mean, we mm. is kind of like wizards, to, you know experience design or whatever part of it is like wh- whoever's job it was to figure they, out how much to charge for this set that costs as much to build as or the spark it's like because they, w-
0: they want people playing the format that rotates
2: yeah standard is like an important piece of the puzzle in terms of continuing the growth like continuing the game like if even yeah. if you just like playing modern or you just like playing legacy or even you just like playing cube or you just like magic twitter whatever part of it it is standard and draft existing pays for wizards of the coast to keep making magic um so that might be the reason that they ultimately decided to make the price of modern horizons more expensive if at a given lgs the only set the players wanted to open was modern horizons then pretty soon you just have a store that plays only modern horizons draft and modern as opposed to a store that plays standard draft and modern or whatever else they play Canadian halter for example right if it's a good store hmm. so that might that might be part of the the reason but it feels a little disappointing i guess
1: right if that if that is just if the that, answer
2: yeah. yeah i mean we're not going to get that out of no one's no. going to come up with a public statement being like yeah we know, have to charge more like, so
1: do you play standard right
0: yeah so like there's a, there's an aspect of that that's like you know tinfoil hat time but there's
2: also I, I, it's believable right mm. yeah no i mean i don't want to be a wild conspiracy theorist i just kind of i have this thing i want to talk about today and i want to get your guys' opinion and i wanted to share my thoughts as a person who sells packs uh because it occurred to me you know, just talking with my boss mostly. Uh, that I don't know what to tell the players. Whereas I used to say like, "Well, it comes in this cool box. Look mm-hmm. at this master's box. Yeah. It's gonna, it's protected." Or, "Hey, in MM Seventeen, I'm like, hey, it comes in a cardboard box. Yeah, Dude, your pack cool. is in cardboard, but also but, like, but the, it had a foil in every pack too.
0: Fo- like, foil in every pack. You know, general, and, you these and ca- your these odds cards to hit a fifty dollar card is pretty good. Yeah, these cards right? have known good. value, and this is like, there's there is not the premium card. There is not the the known value of the set, and so it is. It's a big ask to be like, mm-hmm. yeah, these are these are ten bucks. Dude, we're talking Canadian prices, mm-hmm. by the way.
1: Yeah, I'm curious. It's so. just like, yeah. I guess as somebody whose favorite format is Commander, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, this uh, a lot of these. So the, the the ongoing joke that always happens is every every Master set or anything that comes out always is Commander right. Masters. This was Commander Horizon. I Like right, people talk right. about that all the time, but. The, I guess the fact the fact is is like I'm never not going to play standard because I, I really enjoy that limitation mm-hmm. of constructed yeah, you know um, But I would also, you know when I eventually get a little bit tired of the format, be able to play modern, be able to play legacy, and, and these kinds of kinds of things. And it, I, I guess, like, again, we don't know that the, these, this is the reasoning behind uh, Watsy's like different payment structures for these uh, things and whatnot. But um, I think faith in a consumer is probably also not the worst thing to do. And it might be a big ask, but it's like, I will, just because it costs me the same amount to play modern, doesn't mean I'm not also gonna play st- play standard and whatnot right and I mean maybe there will be people who do just want to play modern I'm sure there are a lot of people that do mm-hmm. that the people who are successful at modern and whatnot but um is it the most popular format right now oh I don't know I don't
0: actually have that information. I, 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 yeah. or sorry I think commanders actually the most popular Probably, format yeah <laughs> but, but anyway
1: but yeah it's just like I think I think um a, a paywall for a paywall for playing the game is always a little bit of a difficult thing to advocate for um and uh, variety is, I guess, a little bit of the spice of life, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to this game, because there's so many ways to enjoy it and stuff. And there's I no
0: d- wrong way to eat a magic card. Yeah, not, to play a. There's
3: no correct two. way Hang to eat on. a magic card. There's no, actually. don't eat magic <laughs> cards. <laughs> Great. So, so, I mean, I guess the question is, you, <laughs> was the taking MSRP off a mistake, and they should put it back? Like uh, I think it was just
2: sort of like a weird little Pandora's box where we had a good thing that came out of it that we could see. Yeah. And then now we have a not so good thing that has come out of it but that we are forced yeah. to
3: deal with. And it seems like it would seem like it would be weird if it was MSRP was only on certain items but not on others, <laughs> yeah, right? Would be so, bad,
0: yeah. Right. Well, we'll see what happens there, I guess. Um, that's going to do it, because oofa doofa. That was a longer one. Long Sorry. episode. No, Thanks for fine. listening to me, wine. We had stuff to talk about. Yeah. Right? The blue,
2: blue, blue. Really
0: yeah. interesting. So, yeah, that's going to do it for this week. I uh, will be back next week, of course. Uh, a reminder that the show is brought to you by you and your kind support of... Wait, no. I did everything in the wrong order. I'm going to rewind and start with, we're going to be at Magic Fest Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> right, gonna Magic Fest, Card Kingdom, then Patreon. Okay, that's the order. So, Magic Fest... Uh, it's coming up real soon, end of the f- June, in Seattle. And myself and Ben, are you going?
2: I think I'm going to be there on the Friday.
0: Cool. Nelson's going to be there. We're, uh, we're going to have a booth. Just the Friday. We're, we're going to have an actual, like, vendor booth. Beach is going to be there. we got all kinds of stuff. We'll have all of our magic-related shirts. We're going to have a ton of playmats, dice bags, including a limited edition Magic Fest Seattle playmat. What? Beej would like me to remind you that there's no cost to actually come into the building. <laughs> you can just come up to our vendor booth and buy stuff. Yeah, if you're in the Seattle area, public if, if open events want.
2: in downtown Seattle.
0: Yeah, yeah. And um, uh, who else is going to be there? Uh, Adam, Adam, and Cameron, Cam. Cameron, Surge. Yeah, and I think. And you and me, and I think that's it. Yeah. Ja- I we said, said James. James. Yeah. Okay, yeah, anyway. We're um, going to be doing...
2: D- sorry if we forgot you LRR member.
0: <laughs> we're we're going to be doing a match game with Tappy Toe Claws. We're going to be doing a live Tap Tap Concede. We're going to be streaming LRMTG from the show floor. We're going to be doing a D&D one-shot with Adam Kobold DMing. What? Uh, and then, then we're going to go to a WWE show on Sunday night. Yeah, but apart yeah. from that, Hype. we're going to be there... To, for you to hmm. say hi so come. I say said hi. hi
1: Serge has also been asking us To, to also mention that uh, part. Uh, everyone uh, Jer- Jeremy and Ben Wheeler Are also going to be there too Oh awesome good Hi uh, hey, pipe Advocating for uh, Yeah that Highlander Life Yeah 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 kind of thing, so. Sweet mm-hmm. Good North 100 crew
0: So yeah it'll be great so come, and, come and say hi If you're going to be At Magic Fest Seattle Right This show has been brought To you by Card Kingdom Check out cardkingdom.com Slash LRR For all of your cards Because they're great And finally Now in the proper order Get my order of operations down. This show is brought to you by you and your kind support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash loading ready run. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Until next time, I have been Graham. I've been Ben. I'm Nelson. And we'll talk to you next time.